we were talking off air, Marco, before we got on the show, uh, Tony and I were. Um, maybe, Marco, we're feeling like this might be the last flyweight fight we see in the UFC. Let's not get into that too too early, but what you got in the main event, brother? Because I think this is going to be a pretty good fight, 125 pounds. So, full disclosure, I'm going to be super biased on this fight because back in 2014, on the, on the junkie gathering, I personally yep. met Joseph Benavides and Megan Olivi. Sweet people. Dude, he's so cool, man. He's like one of the coolest dudes I, I, I met, dude. Uh, and Megan Olivi, his wife, so super sweet. Uh, look, uh, no, it's not going to be the last flyweight fight we've ever seen because if uh, Figueiredo wins, it's good for the Brazilian market because they need Brazilian champions. And if Benavides no wins, he's a guy that is willing and that is, that is a guy that is willing to defend the title. And uh, you can soon have a comment there on, on Flyway. And it's going to be a good title to have for this ESPN Plus and ESP, ESPN, or proper ESPN, and as a co-main or a self-fight on a, on, a, on, a, on a big car, in case of emergency, bring the Flyways to fill up a spot, you know? So no, the Flyways mm-hmm. are not going anywhere anytime soon. They've been rehired and all the Flyways that they let, let go, so they are recommitted to the, to the, to the division. They are also seeing the Chinese market blow up. You know, they already got that, that USC yep. uh, yep. Uh, uh, center out there in, in, in China. So they, they got plenty of freaking flyways in that area of the world. So no, the flyways are not going anywhere. I, I think there is a recommitment to the division that is going to be uh, a, a slower pace. And it's going to be this win that I expect him to. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a, good, a good placeholder of the title until we get somebody that we can groom to become a champion, you know? Uh, I think Joseph uh, is a, the most com- more complete fighter, the more experienced fighter. He had only lost to, you know, Dimitri Johnson, freaking uh, homeboy uh, Dominic Cruz, and he yeah. had one more loss, I think I don't remember who. who but, uh, and uh, he beat the former champion that had to back a Henry Seguro. So, uh he got the better names on his mantle. He's, uh, he got the wrestling. You know, he got the Tiba Femel pedigree. He's also a good striker. He got knockout power. He got cardio for days. Uh, I'm not saying Figueiredo can not win. He's a good striker, and he's a moroder. But I see an experience and a, and a championship grid are going to carry the day for Benavides. I see Benavides finishing Figueiredo. Again, Joe Jitsu is going to show up. We're one of those crazy guillotines on the fourth round, and we're going to see Figueredo tapping out to a crazy uh, Joby, Juan Kenobi. How many more nicknames this motherfucker got? Guillotine. So give me uh, Benavides uh, and the new, the third ever flyweight champion on the history of the division uh, and well deserved Joseph Benavides' fourth round submission. Fourth round sub for Marco, for Benavides. Now, Marco. Just a couple of things before we throw to DJ Tony for his pick. You mentioned the, you know, the need for Brazilian champions. You also brought up Henry Cejudo. A couple of things here. Henry Cejudo, thank God he gave up this title and allowed the division to move on. Uh, secondly, uh, what's going on with Cejudo and Aldo, man? Seriously, uh, do they really need you know, butts in the seats that much in Brazil? What a travesty that is, brother. Uh, yeah, look, I'm not really that mad because he's giving Joel Romero a title shot to give Jose Aldo that was actually a champion and a long-reigning champion at that. 
another bell. And I know crying foul. I know it's not the ideal situation. Uh, in, in a perfect world, I would love to see Peter Young or Archimedes Sterling fighting for the title. But, uh, you know, when you get lemons, make lemonade. And uh, they needed a main event for the pay-per-view in Brazil, in Sao Paulo, mind you, where, who is the king of Sao Paulo? Jose Aldo. Yeah. And if Jose Aldo happened to become a two-bell title holder, and by beating Seguro, uh, it's going to do marvels for the market in Brazil again. Because right now, the only champion that is Brazilian from the USC is Amanda Nunes. And the other two champions that don't really... Uh, Brazil doesn't give a fuck too much about them up there in Brazil are Pitbull and uh, freaking uh, Douglas Lima up on uh, Bellator. They only care about the USC champion. So if you, you can find a way to recrown Jose Aldo as a Banteway champion now. It's going to do marvels not only for the Jose Aldo franchise in Brazil, but the, the market itself up there. And if Seguro wins, he get a, a, a good name on his mantle. He already beat TJ, DJ, Mighty Mouse. He beat TJ Dillashaw, you know, and uh, then you get Jose Aldo on your mantle. That's some good names to have. You know, start to build your legacy, you need names. Nobody, 20 years from now, nobody's going to remember what was the record of Jose Aldo. He, they're going to remember Henry Seguro did it. You know what I'm saying? All right, uh, <clears throat> DJ Tony. Sorry for that uh, sidetrack, but I thought it was important to uh, to, to note um, as we before we got into your pick. Now, DJ Tony, I'm going to go ahead and give you the odds here, brother. Uh, Joseph Benavidez, Joby One Kenobi, coming at us as the favorite right now at a minus 145. DJ Tony and figure that out. Coming back at us at a plus 125. Um, just give me quickly. Am I saying his name correctly, DJ Tony? Figueredo, yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, great. Close enough. Davis, we need work on. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't touching that one, brother. I wasn't touching it. Uh, So what you got in the main event, brother? I think yelling anything that's big for the flyweight division is uh, probably inaccurate when the tallest fighter there is five foot four. But I'll I'll say (laughs) this, though, guys. And and I I, I know that – I, I am. I'm sorry, guys. I am sorry. But if someone weighs less than the beautiful Misha Tate, who's a dime piece and a half, I'm sorry. It, it's kind of hard to respect. But I'll say this. The UFC has 14 signed flyweights right now. I understand what Marco's saying, but I just don't see it, guys. I think this might be the last ever, if not maybe one title de- defense after all 10 viewers of this card. Uh, log off. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I think what they're doing is I think they're doing Megan Olivia solid. And I say Megan Olivia. I, I think Joseph Benavides has been a solid citizen for the UFC, solid citizen for MMA, really. I, I think he generally might be a good guy. He hasn't had a finish, guys, in six years. Let me repeat that. Hasn't had a finish in six years in terms of submission. You know, he, he now fancies himself after ten, after seven decisions as a um, as a puncher. Um, I think jo- Joseph Benavides is probably the guy they want to win in this, yeah. in this division. I think Joseph Benavides has the best chance of winning, but he hasn't done it, guys. When it really matters, um, last time he he had a title defense, I think he was so emotional 
that that he started getting choked up and 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 and, uh, and broke down right publicly. Um, I I think everyone wants Joseph Benavides to win. I want uh, Joseph Benavides to win. I think Davison Figueroa is not going to knock him out in the second round. Um, Davison Figueroa breaking everybody's heart. Second round TKO okay. via punches. Boom! All right, so DJ. <laughs> Uh, DJ Tony going with Figs in the second round, TKO. Um, Ooh, that's you a good know, one. the last time you – you like that? I thought I'd um, – all right, so the last time, DJ Tony, you were on an island, which was, of course, last weekend, you handed us our asses. So, But I'm going to put you out on that island again. Uh, Marco, I think, I go, again, um, I'm going with my heart on this one. You know, I've I've been – um, campaigning for Joseph Benavides to have been getting this uh, title shot, especially when, um, you know, we had two losses to the champion, you know, at the time, and I was still campaigning uh, that he should, you know, get another crack at it because he had beaten everybody they put in front of him. Yes, you, Tony, he's gone a couple of few, many decisions. Um, but, I mean, that's, we see that a lot with the guys that are near the top or that are contending for a championship that really want to keep their spot. They don't really take a lot of risks or chances. Uh, this one, though, guys, I think is going to be a really good fight. I think the Figs is going to take it to Benavidez. You know, he's got that uh, knockout power, Marco, and, um, you know, Benavidez is going to have to use his footwork, get out the way, maybe also utilize his wrestling game, um, the ground and pound. I think that, uh, you know, the submissions are there, but I think that Figs is going to be, you know, kind of up to date with that. You know, the Brazilians always kind of have, uh, you know, at least a confident ground game and uh, no no slouch here as well. So I, too, am going to take Benavides, but uh, I am actually going to take him, DJ Tony, uh, by the decisionator that he is, and I'm going to take decision, um, Joseph Benavides. All five rounds again. What's that, brother? Gimmick and finish one. I, I sorry, I didn't. Gimmick. I still didn't understand you. Gimmick infringement. The decision oh. for my friend. <laughs> I think I solved those. It's okay. I, it is allowed. Uh, apologize for that one, um, guys. As I mentioned, this is we're we're flying through this card fast already. So um, maybe the rewind will take a bit more time uh, out of the show. But it's probably going to be a short one again. So let's go ahead and DJ Tony and throw to everyone's favorite segment of the show, Spotlight Fight of the Night. Now, DJ Tony, uh, since Pamela is not here today, um, I'm going to go ahead and start with you on this one. Uh, I, again, I think I know where you're going on this one, but what's your spotlight by the night, brother? Well, guys, I'm looking at this card, and boy, it's deep. I'm looking, you know, Ismail, <laughs> Narrative, Cruz, Jordan Griffin. So I'm looking at... That's right, guys. To the six foot, <laughs> one forty-five, or we go. The beautiful Megan Anderson, and she will. It doesn't matter who she's fighting. I have no idea who Norma Dumont Viana is. No, no offense to Norma Dumont Viana. I'm taking Megan Anderson via second round TKO because she's powerful, she's long, and boy, those legs. Shout out to Megan Anderson. <laughs> uh, I'm not so sorry, but... motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
exactly. All right, DJ Tony, I got all of that except for the uh, method, please. Second round. Second round via long limbs of Megan Anderson. Submission. TKO. <laughs> She's a power striker. Yeah, Thank you. No that's, what I, that's what I was asking yeah. for. All right. Marco, let's throw it to you. Uh, what's your spotlight fight of the night on this uh, particular deep card, like you, uh, Tony said, UFC Fight Night 169? I was going to pick Felicia Spencer, but nah, that, that's boring. I'm going to go with the heavyweights. <laughs> Marcin Tebuda versus Spasek. Somebody's going to get knocked out. I don't know who Spasek is, but I know Marcin Tebuda. I said, Marcin yep. Tebuda knocked this suit out. It's going to be a sloppy heavyweight fight. <laughs> Spasek getting the canvas of the first round. Give me Marcin Tebuda by knockout on the first, man. Okay. Marco going quick there on that one, taking Tiberia first round T- or KO. All right, guys. I mean, there are a couple of that I considered for this particular um, spotlight fight of the night. Uh, the violent Bob Ross is on this card. Uh, but I'm taking the uh, uh, Ion Kutalaba fight versus one of the Evs, uh, Megamed Ankalev. I think I'm saying that correctly. My apologies if I'm not. Um, quickly, let me give you guys the odds before I go any further. No one reminded me. Megan Anderson is the favorite, minus 230. Um, Marco... Um, Tibera is the favorite right now at a plus 100. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Sergei Spavik, Spivak is the favorite and a minus 120. Tibera coming back at us at a plus 100. Um, I'm going to take the um, Kutalaba fight. Um, he's going, to, like I said, going against one of the Evs. Uh, um, Megamed is at a minus 230 right now. It's a you know, huge favorite right now against Kutalaba. Uh, I think this is going to be... An interesting, co- uh, you know, not co-main event, but co-co-main event. Um, two guys that like to throw down. Uh, and, of course, when you go against the Ovs, you can't pick against the Ovs. So I'm going to take the Ovs on this one um, at the minus 230. I'm going to take them second round uh, TKO, probably by ground and pound, by the Ovs Mega Med. Thank you. And this will be the feature match. That's exactly it, Marco. That's exactly it. All right, guys, I think that brings UFC Fight Night 169 to an end. Um, I don't have Pammy's pick, so she's not going to be included. So let's go and throw to Amp Radio Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> All right, so the, US, or the Amp Radio Rewind today, of course, last week's fight card, UFC Fight Night. A 167, or sorry, 168, also known as Felder versus Hooker. Um, before we get into it, DJ Tony, as I alluded to in the first segment of the show, uh, you're standing alone on an island. You kicked our bums real bad. Um, Pammy didn't even score a point this last past week, so um, you know, congratulations to her. Um, Marco, of course, you took your spotlight fight. Uh, we will get into that probably. Um, at the last segment of the show because it kind of ties into another topic that I want to get into that I discussed with you guys about uh, what happened with uh, Carolina Kowalkiewicz, uh, KK, uh, in her particular fight. So let's get into this main event first, Marco. Dan Hooker goes ahead and gets the decision as DJ Tony had uh, prognosticated. Uh, I gave him full points for that, full three points for that one, of course, 
Um, when we do a decision, everybody gets three points on that one uh, if you get it correct. So, Mark, well, let's go and throw to you here. Uh, first of all, you know, DJ Tony and I talked about this fight via the text messaging, um, and we're just interested, you know, DJ Tony and I thought it a different way. Let's see what your scores were, and tell us a little bit what you thought about the fight, brother. Okay, so super close fight, you know. Yeah. It was the only two rounds that were clear for each guy was round one for Hooker and round four for Felder. Two, three, and five up in the air. That is when it was a split decision. I am not mad whatsoever a split decision. I personally, personally thought that Felder got it, but wow. I can make an argument that it was 2-2 going into the fifth, and the last takedown is told around for for uh, for Hooker. Now, a lot of people yeah. say, oh, but he didn't do nothing with the takedown. But that wasn't just any takedown. It was a high amplitude takedown. It was a, a takedown with impact. He slammed Felder into the ground, and that actually counts for something. That is a account for damage, you know? Because of the impact and the authority he put Felder down, it made an impression on the judges. And when I saw that takedown, I said, oh, this is going to be easy. Like I said, I personally thought that Felder won it, but I know Matt that, that Hooker, Hooker did because that last takedown got me worried. And I think that last, last takedown in the fifth was the one that made the difference. And if you see the compu strikes and stuff, it was yeah. super even, super, super even. Uh, these guys took a piece of each other on the fight. Felder said he might retire. No, he's not. I mean, already his camp is saying like he talk, was talking emotionally. Uh, he needs to take a break. You know, he's still ranked number seven, so he didn't feel. He only fell one spot. I don't know how in God's grace he's behind Cerrone. He should be ahead of Cerrone, but <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, Hooker got him to the number five spot. And, uh, you know, this bigger and better fights now for Hooker. You know, he's looking at, at, the, at the five horsemen of the apocalypse, you know, on Habib, Tony, yeah. Gagey, Connor. You know, this is guest car after uh, now. now. Now we're talking about Portier. And, and I would like to see that Portier Hooker fight to tell you the Portier is there hanging on the wings. Maybe a Gagey fight. I don't like that fight for him with Gagey. I like him more better with Portier. And uh, with a Felder, if he's available, a fight with Cerrone will make sense. You know? I mean, as we know, Cerrone is in a three fight losing streak. Uh, but he said he wants to fight on March or April. And uh, that would be an entertaining fight, Felder versus Cerrone. Uh, I, I wouldn't be mad for that. So that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, uh, oh, all good more, points, Marco. I think. One more, yeah. one more, one more thing. Great night for City Kid Boxing. They went three and zero that night yeah. too. So wow, that, whatever they put it on the water there on on Auckland, New Zealand, keep drinking it because it's, it's doing marbles for you guys. Yeah, I mean, we're already hearing talk of Gym of the Year. Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't uh, contend against that. It's it seems like. They can do nothing but win right now, so good for them. Um, DJ Tony, let's throw to you. Again, we, I think we kind of saw this, this one going a bit different than a split decision, and I listened to the fight companion after I watched the fight uh, from Joe Rogan, and I don't know, I just kind of just, I see where they were coming from, DJ Tony, but let's throw to you. Uh, what did you think about this fight? Of course, very close fight. Both guys gave it all. What were your thoughts, brother? I saw it exactly like Marco did. I had the first, uh, I think, let's see, second and uh, and third, I believe, or second and fourth round um, to Hooker. I thought two two going into the fifth. Um, 
and then I saw the takedowns, and then that's 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 what swayed me because, you know, Felder was wearing it, guys. Look at his face. I mean, it's it, he was tore up from the floor up. I mean, that, that, there's no doubt about it. Um, and and I, and I know there's no such thing as home cooking, but I think there is such thing as home cooking. So I, you know, I I kind of knew it was going to go that route. Didn't know it would be a split. Um, didn't know it would be this close, and it was extremely close. I actually like that fight that Marco just brought up to um, the Cerrone versus uh, versus Felder. I actually mm-hmm. like that a lot. Yeah. Um, word for word, I mean, you know, Luke Thomas, I think, said the same thing, right, that there's something in the water down there. But, um, listen, I think this is a major fall for Felder, guys. I mean, I know that you're saying he's ranked sixth or seventh, but I, I think he's now at least two years behind from getting anywhere near the title. Um I know that, that he's walking it back, saying that he's not going to retire. I think he needs to because Dana White has said it, and not just him. Numerous people, if you have one foot out the door, just leave. And and uh, I think he has a career commentating or doing something else. Um, I think it's it's time for Felder to hang it up, guys. Yeah, hey, no. One thing, though, never make a decision just after right. you lost emotionally on the cage. Always you have to have no, some you're time right. to – to think about it because most of the retirements on the cage don't really amount yeah. to too much. I mean, the only one I think that actually followed through with the retirement on the cage was Mitchell Tate. She retired on the cage and she stayed retired. Everyone else is mm-hmm. going on back. So, uh, you know what? About the home cooking, real quick. All the Georges on the on the uh, on the the Georges fight were not from New Zealand, but I think there is an effect of the uh, the home crowd. Because they reacted huge every time Hooker did anything. And whether you like it or make it, admit it or not, Georges are subjective. And when they, they hear this reaction, what consciously or unconsciously, it, it will influence them, you know? So they might think, oh, yeah, he's doing more because, you know, the, the crowd is reacting better to it, you know? Even if they're not thinking right. about it, in the back of their head, the reaction might be influencing their decision. So I will not call it home cooking, but I will call it crowd, crowd boiling. Well, listen, I, again, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with the way the decision went. Uh, in my opinion, I didn't really see it going split. I thought that Felder really did work hard um, and, and was chasing a lot. In the first three rounds, he was definitely chasing Hooker. And, and listen, uh, Felder was definitely hitting Hooker with some big power shots, no doubt about it. And, and you know, uh, Hooker has you know, a serious chin on him for sure. Um, and of course the, the leg kicks, the low calf kicks that, uh, Felder or sorry, that hooker was throwing on Felder, not only took, uh, you know, a great deal, uh, out of Felder, but as we saw, as Felder started to check some of those low calf kicks in the, uh, late second, early third, when the, the cooks, the kicks from hooker stopped, started to stop, you could see that, you know, hooker was definitely feeling them as well. Of course, Felder was also uh, throwing back at Hooker those low calf kicks as well. So doubling up the pain, of course, Felder, as I think I mentioned, checking some of those uh, low calf kicks as well. So you know that's got to hurt when you get, when you take a, a, a shin right to the foot. Um, I, I like think Hooker's Fel- job a lot. Hooker's job was freaking Yeah, out. Hooker's yeah, exactly. And not only that, but he was he was landing the jab and getting out of the way. I thought the footwork, Marco, um, by by Hooker was great. Now, I did mention 
um, the Joe Rogan podcast, and they were they were saying, you know, kind of throwing back to the John Jones fight, the kind of the conversation we had about that that fight with octagon control. I didn't see it the same way. I saw that Felder was definitely chasing, but I did not think that I did not think that Felder was controlling the octagon because he was following. He wasn't cutting um, Hooker off at all. Yeah, me neither. He was good, just good point. Following him around, right? So there's a difference between octagon control and following a guy around. Now, as I mentioned, the, the end of the third or the halfway through the third and definitely in the fourth round, you give that to Felder. Felder won that fourth round. And if he was able to do that in the fifth round with, you know, um, Hooker did, it did try to tie up um, Felder in, in the, the near the end of the fourth round as well. And I thought to myself, ah, oh, geez, you know, we're going to see some more, you know, some of this wrestling game from Hooker. And, and I think Felder was just a little too tired to defend course gets that takedown at the end of the round we know marco that this is precedent we have precedent for this never never mind you know home crowd or anything like that the judges see a takedown at the end of the round that's definitely going to be around especially uh or for hooker especially because there wasn't a lot of action in that fifth he, he, he hooker did not want any more felder's uh stand up go ahead let's say if it was just a marathon sure like i get it Lays uh, Felder down, and Felder gets up. Then it wouldn't have counted for much. But it was a high up with takedown. He picked Felder out, and he slammed it against the freaking canvas. So it is like a visually impressive. It's, it's like a knockdown. If you like hit somebody, you knock him out. A big slam takedown. It, it, it creates an impression on the judges. So like like I said, not all takedowns are created equal, not all punches are created equal, and I think that is what actually ends it out. So again, I didn't have a problem with the with the decision. Um, I thought it was a very good fight, very entertaining. Um, you know, I, I I tend to agree with DJ Tony, and of course we mentioned this last week that Felder has a job. You know, uh, commentating. He does not need to go into a eight, eight week camp, fly to you know New Zealand, and be away from his family for that long period of time. Look, we 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 see what how it affects John Anik. You know, a previous guest of the show, friend of the show, and. You know, he knows he doesn't want to be away from his children, and he's just commentating in, in, uh, in North America now. So um, it does take, a, a take it out of you, especially if you do have children. We all know what that's like being away from them. Okay, guys, we, I think we spent enough time on that particular fight. Let's transition real quickly uh, to the, uh, what I thought was the, another newsworthy uh, uh, fight, of course. Um, I mentioned it at the top, Karolina Kowalkowicz uh, against Yan. Um, in the end, handed KK her ass. Um, now, as I mentioned also, Marco, and this will tie into our, our next uh, segment of the show, our next, next topic on this particular part of the Rewind, which is the Fury fight, your uh, spotlight. Now, DJ Tony, again, got called this one c- completely correct as well, had decision by Yan. Uh, Marco like to show some glimmer of hope near the end of the third, uh, but for the most part, just got it, her ass handed to her, and you know, Marco, we've talked about this on the show for a number of years. You know, the, the corners of the fighters having to protect their fighter. We saw it happen in the Tyson Fury fight. Um, and apparently the MMA media, now that we've been talking about it for years, and they saw that the, this happened in, in the Fury fight quite recently. And, of course, we saw the, the beating that KK took are talking about, you know, maybe we should see the corner throwing in the towel more for um, their fighters. Now, Marco, do you think this is an instance where we could have let KK not, you know, take so much damage in this particular fight? What were your thoughts on this fight, brother? She did not belong with the Chinese getting there. She, 
uh, it's unbelievable how much she has regressed on her abilities. I mean, she's, let's not be quiet about it. She's 35 years old. She's not getting any younger. Her abilities have diminished in an in a exponential degree. Uh, that fight should have, should have been stopped by the end of the first or at least at the end of the second because she took unnecessary punishment, you know, the broken orbital of the first round, mind you, on the first round, she already got a broken yeah. orbital. And, uh, she even admitted on her uh, post by Instagram that, uh, you know, to, that uh, she was, for the first time, she was, you know, hurt, not in a good way. Uh, this is her, like, fourth or fifth loss in a row. I think her yeah. rest with the USA over. She's going to get her pink slip. Uh, hopefully, and I, I pray to God that she decides to, to hang it up because she's not going to get any better if she, if she goes to KSW or Bellator or, or Invicta. It's not going to get any better. Uh, the way, the degree of her, her diminish, diminishing of her skills uh, is outstanding, and uh, if a girl that is, you know, not a, not a good, not a name of the sport, but it's obviously a talent like this Chinese girl, would have beaten on her. All the up and coming talent, younger girls that are hungry to to win, are gonna do the same to her. So uh, it's time to probably hang it up. I've been very very honest. It's time for Carolina Kovalchevich to hang it up. Her her prime, fight prime is over, and all all she got at the end is to get beat up. It's not a good look, man. Now, if we want to talk about Fury and Wilder, we can do it later because I want Tony to uh, I want to hear Tony's opinion. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get into that one next. Okay, so the DJ Tony, again, I mentioned you 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 got this uh, fight correct on your spotlight fight last week. What what were your thoughts on on all of the topics, brother? Well, one thing that we know, um, and I I forgot what show I heard this on, so just bear with me here. Um, but I think Carolina Kovalkiewicz has a serious autoimmune uh, disease that, that has made her go vegan, et cetera. So that might have been something with the, mm-hmm. um, why her game hasn't progressed like everybody else's. But also, I think, remember when she got KO'd by Andrade? I don't think she's been yes. the same since, guys, because she was brutally KO'd. And I, I think Carolina Kovalkiewicz, yeah, you know, Marco's right. Her age, I think her, her autoimmune disease, four straight losses, guys, and it hasn't even been close. I think that's it for KK in the UFC. So, and uh, don't know what this means for her career, but I, I think that's it for her in the UFC, guys. Yeah, I, I think you're correct. I think we've, we've talked about the concerns with uh, KK before. Um, you know, one thing that it concerned me, I think, was, you know, um, a couple of years ago now, now I, I brought this up on the show, um, you know, she, Carolina was in a, an interview and saying, you know, her partner is definitely wanting to, you know, start a family. And, and, and she, maybe they, that person was putting some pressure on uh, KK. And I think when we've seen it, when, you're, when your brain isn't 100% in the fighting, uh, you're not 100% into fighting. Yes, TJ Tony, you know, a serious autoimmune disease definitely uh, will, will take uh, <laughs> its toll on one's body. Uh, but I think that, like you guys have been saying, I think, you know, these divisions are, are very shallow. They need someone like KK in the division. But one, one in this particular fight, yes, her corner could have thrown in the towel. I think Marco, like you said, definitely, you know, midway through the second, no problem. Uh, I don't think we really needed to see much more of what was happening in the cage. Uh, I think, you know, it, we have to protect these tough fighters from themselves. 
And I think 100% the ref could have stopped this fight, man. Uh, I mean, there were, it wasn't close. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was like it wasn't two at all. different You're skill right. levels. The ref, the doctor, the corner, anybody could anybody. Try, nobody yeah. yeah. Anybody could have stopped this fight. I mean, and, you know, we, we talked about, and we'll get into this in the next, uh, next round or the next segment uh, of the show. You know, that's why Fury's corner threw in the towel. They wanted to protect their fighter from, from extra brain damage. Carolino Kovacavich. Sorry, Wilder. Yes, my apologies. I have Fury written down here on my page. That's why I apologize. Um, I, I think we could have, we could have saved Carolina, you know, uh, one and a half to two rounds of punishment. Um, at the end of the first, when her orbital was broken, uh, you know, why, why do we subject these fighters to do this to themselves? I know they want to do it. They want to continue. Uh, they have the chance of, of, you know, getting either half their paycheck or their full paycheck if they win. So, uh, she could have possibly pulled something off, but she didn't. And I just think we, we really have to look at this in our sport. We really have to be able to protect the fighters from themselves. And the corners definitely need to consider um, the bet, what's best for their fighters. We saw this recently um, with um, uh, Showtime with Anthony Pettis. Uh, you know, Duke Rufus threw in the towel there. I mean, that's quite recently. That's a coach that cares about, and of course, his fighter. And of course, I think uh, we saw this back in the day with Nate Marquardt as well. Um, so it, it, it has happened in our sport. It needs to happen more. Thank you, MMA media, for finally paying attention to it. You, you, Let's move on to the next. You know who we need to hear? We need we needed the doctor from New York that uh, <laughs> that stopped the fight with Nate Diaz. We need good one. Here. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. Uh, if this fight was in New York, I guarantee it would have gotten stopped. All right. Thank you, DJ Tony. Let's move swiftly uh, into the next subject because I want to wrap this show up, and I'm sure you guys have a lot to say about the boxing. Listen, guys, I tried to watch. I'm not a boxing fan. I'm just going to say that straight up. Uh, I, I started watching the first two minutes of this fight, and I had to turn it off. I, I just don't find boxing interesting. Um, but, Marco, I know you and Tony were into this, so let's go ahead and get into it. Marco, what do you got? So... Back in the day, I was a huge boxing fan, and now slowly but surely I'm going back to it. And don't get me wrong, my 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 first love is MMA, but I'm gonna have a side piece on boxing when when they got something interesting to watch. I will, and this was something to watch. It was an spectacle. I uh, uh, I like the entrances because you know they remind me of Pride, Pride never dying, whatever. You know Bellator does it like that. They they the magnificent entrances. I think it was fun. Uh, they go with us a little bit slow, whatever. The fight itself, though, there is no surprise. What did even get exposed? We all know he's, he's not, like, the better boxer. I mean, Luis Ortiz was kicking his ass before Luis Ortiz had knocked out on the seventh round. The, uh, Tyson Fury beat the Wilder for 10 rounds on the last fight, and because he got knocked down twice, they call it a draw. He won the last fight, too. Uh, Tyson Fury is the better boxer here today. Yesterday, tomorrow, if they fight a hundred times, Tyson Fury wins a hundred times. The great equalizer for Deontay Wilder is a right, is a right hand. But uh, I've seen Deontay Wilder face, uh, uh, does better when he faces people that are not his same size or bigger. And Tyson Fury was just bigger, with the, the, the longer reach, the bigger mass. And then I didn't like the fact that Deontay Wilder gained 19 pounds for this fight. He was 231 pounds. That's when Fury gained 17 pounds, but as a proportion of his body mass, 
at his height, that was less weight that he had to carry. And then walking around into the, into the freaking ring with a 40-pound freaking uh, Dr. Shredder freaking outfit, whatever. Uh, the, the, the better fighter was Tyson Fury. He left no doubt about it. And uh, Mark, Black, Mark Biddle, the cornerman for freaking uh, Deontay Wilder, did him a favor on the seventh, dude, by throwing the towel. Yeah. It is a shame that Mark Biddle is getting fired because, you know, Deontay Wilder did not want him to throw the towel. And all the ass kissers that are, you know, the just friends that he's surrounding himself with are not going to do him any favors. They get the immediate rematch. They already said they're going to probably fight in July yep. or at the latest in October. So they're going to make $30 million again each. And it makes sense. I mean, you don't say no to $30 million, but the result yes. is not going to be any difference. He's not going to find the magic pill in six to eight months to, to make out the boxing proficiency to defeat Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is going to probably beat him at work the next time, get his money, and next, early next year, in 2021, he's going to fight Anthony Joshua. Uh, the Gypsy King is the best heavyweight boxer in the world. But I'm going to send a big shout-out to Max Kellerman on the, e, uh, the ESPN 35 uh, broadcast, recognizing that the baddest man on the planet is not the boxing heavyweight champion, but the USC heavyweight champion because of the level of experience right. they have to dominate. Shout-outs to Max Kellerman. Love what he said. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, big shout out there. Uh, finally getting recognized uh, on the mainstream is this sport is 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 vital. DJ Tony, your thoughts? Well, boxing is my first love, right? I mean, that's what I was first. Um, that's the first sport, combat sport that I that I got placed into, not by not because I wanted to, because I was forced to by my parents. Get with MMA. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, but I got to be honest, guys. I drank the Kool-Aid. I was all in. I thought uh, I, I bought into the hype. I thought it was all Deontay Wilder. I thought all he needed was to throw that big right and it was going to be over. Um, that's not what we saw. We saw a better fighter, guys, all together. I don't know if the weight had anything to do with it, let alone the costume that weighed like 40 pounds. That was the excuse, Proteus. The excuse was that the costume oh, yeah. weighed too much, so he got worn out before he got to the ring. Uh, I, I know, heard. Take that for what it's worth, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you saw it, um, and, and I saw it, man, it wasn't even close. I was shocked, Marco. Literally, I was shocked because I bought into the hype. It wasn't even close, guys. I mean, the boxing skills are just incredible. And that now, whether or not we see Joshua versus Fury, I doubt it. But um, you know, there's also the 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 clause right for a rematch. Uh, yep. I hope already, we don't see that because I think it's going to be the same they, thing. They, they, they did he? They, they they, yeah. they, they did. Yeah. Uh, two days later, yeah, he did wow. on Monday. So wow. Pretty much Yeah, you don't say no to a thirty million dollar payday. You don't say no yeah. to that. No. And then yeah, but Marco, if he loses again. What but he, if he loses again, Marco, that's it, though, right? Oh, yeah, but, okay, he banged $25 million for this fight plus pay-per-view. Plus pay-per-view. They were guaranteed money was $25 million. He's going to make close to $30 million of guaranteed money for the next fight plus pay-per-view. 
he's going to walk into the into what if, even if he loses he got more generational money a hundred million dollars in the bank mm-hmm. to retire him and his children and his children's children but now he thinks he's not going to lose because mm-hmm. he's a fighter the ante wilder but he will because i don't see the the, the fact going away but you do not say no to that amount of money there is too much it's too much money to say no to and if you don't take the fight now you run the risk of fury you know, fighting someone else and losing, or you, the anti wilder fighting someone else and losing, and then that money guarantee goes away. All right, guys. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Just, oh. re- just real quickly to wrap this particular subject up because I want to get out of here. Uh, I thought it was interesting that when Fury was saying that, uh, you know, he had figured Wilder out in the, uh, you know, the 12th round of the last fight. He knew that if he pushed him backwards and made him fight on his heels, uh, that it, he didn't know how to do that, uh, that Wilder did not know how to do that. And, and, and from what I've saw, what I've seen is that, yes, Fury was definitely the more talented, skilled fighter. Yes, uh, Wilder's corner did do him a favor, Marco, but we all knew uh, by the reaction of Wilder that, you know, that was what was going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, so let's go ahead and look forward to next week, uh, UFC 248, March 7th. That's a big one. Uh, Adesanya versus Romero. Guys, let's go ahead and get out of here for this week. DJ Tony, I think you gave away your uh, Twitter follow of the week. Give us that or give us a guilty pleasure, whatever you got. Cue that music, too. Let's get out of here. My guilty pleasure, guys, is going to be us. I've been listening to a lot of of us, guys, and last week's show was one of the smoothest shows um, that we've ever had, like literally zero edits. So, Shout out to Proteus on that. So uh, my my guilty pleasure is our show, another MMA yeah, cast, Amp Radio, and my Twitter follow of the week, guys, at Megan underscore what Megan A underscore MMA. I forgot what her Twitter follow is. You want to follow her? Absolutely, positively, we do. Uh, this week, I'm going to recommend to you guys John Wick One, the original. The best of them all. I think Fantastic. I'm rewatching it right now. <clears throat> yeah, rewatching it right now. Right before the show came on, I was watching it. Still the best one. Still mo- very intriguing. Um, I want to thank you very much for your kind words. Yes, DJ Tony. Uh, these shows, uh, we've got a great chemistry with uh, the Fighting Four, and it's, it's always nice to talk to you guys. So uh, have a great week. Enjoy the fights, Marco. Get us out of here, hey. brother. There you go. I get to pleasure this week. There's a show on HBO called The Outsiders. It's a horror series. It's not for the yep. fan of heart. It's super, super. It's harsh, man. But it's, it's on really HBO, good. correct? It's HBO. HBO Go, HBO Max, whatever HBO platform you got, you will find it. Follow Tony at DJ Tony. Follow me at Maldo Marco. Follow Producer Aperio. Follow Pana Pandora Box. We miss you this week, fam. Follow the show at another MMA cast. We're on review and Snackleheads. We are on Google Play, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. You name it, we're there. Black Talk Radio. Uh, look, great weekend of fights last week. Uh, a lighter, lighter case of, of fights this weekend. But we got the flyweight championship of the world in the USC. Go, Joseph Benavides. We're going to leave you guys. Catch you back next week. Enjoy the fights. And just like that, DJ Tony. Ooh, right on the money. How about that, Proteus? Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers.